Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solve. Today I have the great pleasure of chatting with a chap who calls himself a zookeeper, Nigel Risner. There's a lot. This is probably my uh, most challenging conversation, but it's also my most enjoyable conversation. I hope you get a lot of uh, value from it as I did as well, and hope you're challenged with some of the things that Nigel says. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the great pleasure of talking with Nigel Risner, Chief Zookeeper, motivational speaker, communication expert, but also irritational speaker to some. How are you, Nigel? I'm really good, and thank you for inviting me onto your wonderful podcast. Oh, that's very kind of you. So, for those people that don't know who Nigel Risner is, who is he? And how has he got to sit in that seat today? Well, I got to sit in this seat because I spent 30 years paying my mortgage. But other than that, <laughs> um, the other reason is... Um, so I ran a very successful finance company. I made a lot of money, lost a lot, a lot of money, remade my money. And when I made money the second time, what I realized was making money actually wasn't that complicated. Working with people was complicated. So yeah. I got involved in a personal development training company. I then went to the States, the University of California, Santa Barbara. My coach at the time was Jack Canfield, who wrote The Chicken Soup for the Soul Books. And literally 20 years ago today, last week, I started professionally speaking full-time, working, oh, wow. working with chief exec groups to start with. And now, literally, I've done 70 countries, 2 million people, and I'm on the road. To, I'm in, going to Scotland tomorrow to work with one of the biggest firms of accountants, you know, and I'm, and I'm still traveling for the next three months, regardless of this virus issue. Oh, no, amazing. Good stuff. So, so, many, so many questions there, actually. So how did, you, how did you decide, or what was the moment that you decided to flip from what you were doing into speaking? What was, what was that? How did you make that decision? Well, there are two sides to that. Uh, my wife and I, I mean, we've, we've been married 35 years at the end of this month. But at the Congratulations. Time, I know. She, she deserves a medal, believe me, much more than I do. Uh, we were going through a couple of issues, and we both went on personal development courses. I never even knew what personal development meant when we went on these courses. But halfway through, I realized I'd like to do this for businesses. Now, you're probably too young for this, but do you remember Sir John Harvey Jones? No. no. Okay. So he was the, he was the ex-chairman of ICI, and he okay. was one of the very first business gurus on television, and he had a program called Troubleshooter, where he'd go into a business, he'd walk around and give them advice. And my mm-hmm. dream was to do that, to be able to walk into yeah. a business, look around what was going on. And ironically, in about 2002, I was asked to go into a corporate clothing company and spend a day looking at how they ran their organization. And I remember ringing my wife to say, I'm living the dream. I'm <laughs> exactly what I was wanted to do. And I still sometimes just spend a day working in an organization, not even advising to see what's going on. And then I start yeah. coaching the senior management leadership team. And then I'll work with different teams and then start bringing in some of the communication program. Gotcha. So long story is I I got involved in 94 in personal development, thought it'd be a good idea, but I didn't want to do personal development. I wanted to do commercial and corporate development. Yeah, yeah. But how did that that then transition onto the stage? Because the only way you could really make a big difference is if you can have – no, I'll go back a step, and apologies. I went to a wedding in 1997 – where my next door neighbor, when I was very, very young, like two or three, happened to run an organization called the Academy for Chief Execs. And my father introduced me to this man. And he said, you don't know who he is, and you don't really know who I am, but you two should meet for tea. And Brian gave me an opportunity to work with one of his chief executive groups. And that was really that turning point, you know, sliding door moment, that I just found my niche by sharing my truth about what works yeah. in organizations and what doesn't. And the one yeah. thing led to another. Then at some stage, somebody said, will you do our company conference in front of 200 people? I'd never spoken in front of more than 20 people type of thing. And then from there, someone asked, will I speak in front of 2,000 people? 
And then I was in the States yeah. last year speaking in front of 6,500 people. You know? Yeah. And the game is to speak with authenticity from the heart and share your message. And whoever gets it, gets it. And not everyone does get it because they're not ready to. Yeah, you come across as quite a, a confident and, and comfortable chap. Did you, um, was that very first time that you stood on stage? Was Were you coming across as you were then, uh, as you are now, like so comfortably or, or not? Okay, so it's always interesting. When I coach speakers, one of the things I say to them is, whatever, however good you think you are, five years ago, in five years' time, you'll be phenomenal. When I look back yeah. at my first couple of programs 20 years ago, it was brilliant then, but 20 years yeah. on, I'm now in the Premier League compared to being in the Ithmian fourth division playing on a Tuesday <laughs> night in front of seven people. But it was good stuff then, but you develop, you understand, you learn, and you also learn how to interact with the audience. So I'm very yeah. interactive and I play and I just share my truth and 90% of people get it. 10% think I'm arrogant, rude, belligerent, and they're right, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> really. So what is your truth? What 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 is it? That is your truth that you share. You said that twice now already. That if you want change, it starts with mm -hmm. you. And nothing yeah. happens until you do something. So you can read as many books as you like. And no disrespect to books like The Secret. But visualization on its own isn't going to work. So if you and I just visualize this podcast going out to 10 million people, and we close our eyes, go on a sunny beach, and we hold our hands together, and we get dance around a tree, hoping it's going to happen. I'm telling you, no, it's not. If you and I plug yeah. at it, we work at it, we find a plan, we speak to people, we connect with people, there's a chance. So yeah. visualization on its own doesn't work. Action with visualization might work. And I just share my truth that lots and lots of people have heard lots and lots of things that are just nuts, but they think it's going to work. Well, it won't work. And I've been involved in some very big businesses I've been involved with venture capitalists in my business and, I, and I've been around a bit. You know, I've been married a long time. I know what family relationships look like. I've got two wonderful children. I've been around. I'm a bit of a slut. You know, I've done the circuit, you know, yeah. and I'm just sharing the real bottom line truth that most people are scared to share because they may not be liked. So I tell yeah. people all along, all along, I want to be results orientated more than applause orientated. I used yeah. to want to be applause orientated and come off stage thinking they all love me. People loving me doesn't pay my mortgage. People rebooking yeah. me pays my mortgage. Yeah, no, perfect. Perfect. And um, when I introduced you, I said chief zookeeper. So have you been a zookeeper? No, but <laughs> I run a program <laughs> using animals as a, an, an analogy. So in my humble opinion, everyone you meet is one of four animals. So they're either a monkey, lion, elephant, or dolphin. And so there's yeah. lots of programs out there, whether it's Myers-Briggs, Melvin, Disc, Insight, Colorworks. There's loads of them. Yeah. The difference is what I want to do is to share the concept that if you're a zookeeper, you need to know what food to feed the right animals to give them the best chance to have the best life. So yeah. I think you're a bit of a monkey with lion tendencies, okay? That's what I think. Oh, so you're a monkey okay, no, with lion tendencies. Okay, so I've got a couple of things. Why, what, why, do you, why do you say that? Well, because the preparation we did for this program was, I'm just going to fire stuff at you, and you sent me a Zoom number, and there was very little prep work, okay? That's yeah. what monkeys do. The line in you is you've got a bit of a structure to this program, which means you're quite straightforward yeah. to the points. If you were an elephant, you would have sent me 18 instructions, 14 reminders, 17 yeah. questions in advance, yeah. and that's what elephants do. And if you were a dolphin, the first thing you'd have asked for the question was, how are you doing? Do you want to get yourself a tea or coffee? Is your wife okay with you doing this program right now? Is the dog okay? At what time do you need to pick your children up? I got you. And, yeah. and, and none of them are right, none of them are wrong. The question is, if you don't know the animal you're dealing with, you're probably going to communicate in the wrong tone. And even if I was giving you praise... I'll probably do it wrong if I don't know your animal type. And even if I need to give you discipline, I'll do it in the wrong type. And I've just written a brand new book where we've introduced another nine animals to the zoo. Oh, wow. Wow, it's a because, popular zoo, no? Well, it's, well, it's a big zoo. You know, a, a, an, an, a, zoo with only one, um, a zoo with only one animal is called a shih tzu. You know, it's, yeah. 
So, so the concept here is, do you know the people in your team? Do you know the people in your family? I don't know if you're married, if you've got kids. Do you, are you married? Yeah. Yeah, 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 both, both. Yeah. Do you yeah. have two kids? I, I, I have got, okay, yeah, so this is quite scary. Now, yes, I do have two children. Okay, your yeah. oldest child is much more lion elephant, okay? Is much more uh, quieter, looks after her toys, looks after her things, and gets really pissed when the number two child wants to play with them. Yeah, so uh, have you been following me, Nigel? No, but your number two child is much more monkey dolphin. And the only way it gets attention is by either writing on the walls, craning on the walls, and being disruptive. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I, how did you do that? I, is, it, is that just what people... Is that, <laughs> well, no, that's, is that, just, is that... that's just generally the way kids work because of the way we parent them and the way kids yeah. are brought up. Now, I'm a, I'm a number two child, so I was always yeah. disruptive. My brother is much more cautious. So the question is, when you know the psychology of people and you know the way people work, and then you're a leader. Now, this is going to be a big one for you here. You lead people and you manage things. So as a parent, your job is to lead your children to success. You can't manage yeah. them. What you can do is yeah. manage their toys. You can manage the process. You can manage your house. But in yeah. organizations, you have to lead your people. You can only lead them if you understand what zookeeping is about. So when you thank me at the end of this presentation for the wonderful job I've done, I expect chocolate, a diet coat, a proper hug. I don't want a letter from you saying what a wonderful job I've done. I don't care. Yeah. I want chocolate <laughs> and I want a diet coat and I want a big fat kiss, okay? That's what I want yeah. as a monkey. If I was a yeah. lion or an elephant, I'd want a letter, I'd want a certificate, I'd want a car parking space, I'd want a formal thank you that goes on my LinkedIn profile. I don't even know how to add it onto my LinkedIn profile because I'm a monkey. I know it does something. Yeah. But when you understand the animals, you will praise them in the right way, you'll discipline them in the right way, and your meetings will be organized the right way. Yeah. So how I can, how can people... Fun. Sorry, go for yeah. it. No, 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 this is good. So I've got, okay, I've got so many questions now. So how can people... In fact, let's just rewind it a little bit. When you said, um, I'm going to say you're a monkey, so I used to DJ dressed as a monkey. Um, okay. I DJed for 18, 18 months in a town centre pub in uh, in Bolton in Lancashire okay. um, or Greater Manchester, uh, dressed as a monkey. So that 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 freaked me out a little bit when you said I was a monkey because I, well, I, I thought you might have been a. Monkey, by the way, we prepared for this interview. Swear to God, yeah, I knew we'd have lots of fun. And you're when we yeah. finish this, there'll be three questions you forgot to ask me because that's always what happens when monkeys interview me. Okay. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Could you just tell me what those three questions are now, and then I don't, <laughs> then I can make a note of them. <laughs> okay. You need, to, you need to remember, I'm also a monkey, so the chance of me yeah. even knowing what they are is immaterial. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so you'll how can people? You'll have done podcasts with many more serious people who will have gone yeah. through A to Z of their business structure, how they work, and they'll have seven strategies, and they'll be brilliant yeah. because they're much more structured. Yeah. I don't work well, that way. No, no, and that's good. And that, cause, yeah, because neither do I. So which two animals work best together? So, and there's a reason why I'm asking this. So I, um, my business partner is, uh, based on your uh, descriptions then, definitely an elephant, um, 100% yeah, elephant. Which is great for you because what it yeah. means is you can play around, you can do some crazy stuff, and he will look after you and pick up the shit yeah. that gets left behind. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And that's that's kind of how it's working out. Yeah, well no and so it's brilliant for a monkey. Most elephants have got some phenomenal ideas. The problem is they want it to be perfect and you can't have perfection and they're so yeah. worried about it being not right that nothing ever gets started. The problem for yeah. the monkeys are we have no boundaries. We don't care about anything. So we just go gun ho without a safety net. Yeah. Yeah. So if how, how can I help Yeah. How can I help an elephant? By The way you can help an elephant is by slowing down your ideas and allowing them to think and not speaking too fast. Gotcha, gotcha. You okay, I really, I really like that. Because you probably say to him, I've got this idea, that idea. What I'm going to do is I'm probably going to do a podcast. We'll start at three o'clock and I'll come around about four. And he's gone, hold on, you're going to do a podcast, are you? Right, let's write that down. Podcast. I <laughs> uh, need to prepare at 10 to three. You'll be finished at four yeah. o'clock. 
and then we can have yeah. a meeting till five, and there'll be tea and biscuits, which we'll have got for Mark Suspensers, the chocolate ones covered with the, whatever. And you're going to, as long as there's some biscuits, we'll be about four ish. And your favorite yeah. word will be four ish. That is yeah. just a nightmare to an elephant. I'm married yeah. to a massive elephant. I mean, she's a size 10, but I mean, she's a massive yeah. <laughs> elephant. And she's a child yeah. lesson psychotherapist, and she's very structured in what she does. Even when we go shopping, we have a problem. Because she has a list, and I like yeah. shiny things. And, I, yeah. and, and she'll get to the end of the uh, checkout, and there'll be loads of things in there. She's got no idea how they got there. Because yeah. I just get excited. Which is why if I'm shopping on my own, I will come back yeah. with 19 of the same type of thing because I can't remember what she asked me to get. So I will get milk, I'll get semi-skimmed, skimmed, full-fat dairy cream, a pint of cream, half a cream, single cream, double cream. Because I can't remember, but yeah. I'll bring it all so I don't have to go back. Yes. Yeah. No. I, so, yeah. So I think I, I think I'm married to an elephant and I work with an elephant. So it, it nope. works for me. No, but no, it definitely doesn't work for them. It definitely will work yeah. for you. It's a problem yes. for them because you are just a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm now, uh, I'm now reflecting on some of the conversations I've had over the last few weeks and, and realizing this. So, yeah, so thank you. How, how can people understand this more? How can people um, learn more about what type okay. of animal they are? So there are three things they can do. They can go to my website. And there's a free online quiz. Okay. So if they go to www.nigelrisner.com, there's a quiz online, okay? If they want to go to the next stage, and this is really for the monkeys and dolphins, there's a book called It's a Zoo around here with four different sections written in very simple English with not many words on each page, and it will give them a basic introduction, and it's brilliant for the monkeys and the dolphins. It's on recycled paper for the dolphins to make them feel nice, There's a joke on the very first page for the monkeys, and it's yellow, simple paper for them. When you get a bit more advanced, we've just finished a book called Zookeeper Rules for the Office, and there's lots of work to be done in it. We introduce another nine animals. It's not for the monkeys. It's too detailed, okay? But the lions and elephants will have an orgasm reading it because it's perfect (laughs) for them. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, okay, thank you. And um, and so when did you come up with this idea or was it you that came up with this idea about the zookeeper about the animals where were you when you thought i know um i'm going to be this irritational motivational speaker and i'm going to call myself a zookeeper so i was at whipsnade zoo doing a presentation and oh yeah yeah and because i don't focus very much i get bored after 20 30 minutes outside the window was a guy with a massive trolley on wheels i can't remember what the word is with about nine different buckets and on the buckets, it said, like, lions, monkeys, giraffes, zebra, whatever. And the concept was that this guy was going to feed those animals with the right food so they were well looked after. Which got yeah. me thinking that if you want to run a happy zoo, stroke happy office, you must feed the food they want, not the food we want. So that phrase that says, do unto others, we do unto ourselves, is rubbish. Because I want to hug everyone. I kiss a lot of people. And your bald head, I'd want to kiss the top (laughs) of your head and give you a big smack on the top of your head. Now, that's okay if you're a monkey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gutted that this is a video call and not a (laughs) face-to-face conversation. (laughs) But but if you were a lion or an elephant, you would be freaked out by me. Okay, because I'd still want to give you a kiss on the head. Elephants then would be in therapy for months. The lions (laughs) would think it's inappropriate. And the dolphins will be worrying about the virus being spread. Yeah. So you need to understand that even if I was praising you, and I want to acknowledge you for the great podcast you're doing today, it's got to be in your language, not mine. So if you were an elephant, we would be slowing this down. I would be answering the questions in a much slower way with a much more defined response. I wouldn't have sworn. I wouldn't have been rude. And it would have been a very structured process. And then I'd yep. have written a very nice, well, I wouldn't have written. I have, a, I have a CEO who runs my office, and she's the chief elephant officer. Okay. Uh-huh. And she would have written a very formal letter to you to thank you for the opportunity yep. of being part of your podcast. I won't be doing yep. any. I just thought I'd share that because I can't be asked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I really like that. So, um, so what makes an amazing presentation? 
because so if 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 the audience are, are mixed with all four of those characters, if you're a zookeeper on stage and, and delivering these messages and you're an award-winning keynote, motivational, irritational multi, speaker. Multi-award winning. Just thought I'd share that. Multi-award. Yeah, multi. <laughs> multi. And you, and you meant that <laughs> as well, didn't funky, you? I want to get that in yeah. there quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was the first time you, you pointed at me twice while you were making that point as multi, well. You really yeah. made that point. Yeah. yeah. Multi. Yeah, yeah. you get it right. Um, so what makes a multi-award-winning um, <laughs> keynote presentation? So very often I will ask a question to the audience and the way they respond will tell me where the animals are seated. All right, go can you give us an example? Well, if I said to you right now, just by a show of hands, how many people talk to themselves? Yeah, the elephants yeah. will be doing this. Do I talk to myself? Do I talk to myself? The lions <laughs> would want to answer too quickly. The dolphins will be looking around to see who put their hands up first. Oh, wow. So I'd be watching the audience. I also know the elephants aren't going to sit in the front row. They're going to sit in the corners for safety. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The monkeys will have come in without a pen and paper. They, they've come in the room. They're not prepared. They've got their phone on them, etc. The elephants will have pen. They'll have pad. They'll have four pens in their top of the jacket. You know, remember like the old history teachers at school? They'd have yeah. like four yeah. little big pens. And the dolphins will have spare paper and pens for everybody. Yeah. And the more you observe, the more you listen. And the same words for listen is in silent, by the way. Sorry, the same letters in listen is in silent. Very clever, that one. I thought you'd be impressed. I can see uh, it. Is, yeah. Yeah. I love how your eyes went yeah. up to see if I was talking the truth there. <laughs> I was yeah. working out, yeah. I like yeah, that. I know. And I gave you enough time as a monkey because you're going, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but if you're a great zookeeper, as a great listener, the problem with most of us, and you'll like this one, is that most of us, instead of listening, we're waiting to respond. So the greatest yeah. zookeepers are the greatest listeners. The problem is most of us are waiting to respond, and we're not really listening. And my big phrase that I use, and I'm known for all over the world, is if you're in the room, be in the room. So right now, yeah. the only person who matters in the whole wide world is you. Yeah, thank you. Now, I've got yeah, two fantastic, I, I have two fantastic kids who aren't here now, okay? So yeah. I don't care about them. I love them, yeah. but I don't care about them. Later yeah. this evening, one of my kids is coming for dinner, and I'll love them more than you. Yeah. Because you won't be here yeah. for dinner unless you're coming around to my house in North London. Well, I mean, if you were kissing me on the head, I'm I'm very <laughs> tempted. No, actually. yeah, very very tempted. What what are you having for dinner? What does a multi award winning keynote, motivational, irritational speaker have for the dinner? Uh, tonight's roast chicken. Oh wow, strong yeah, well, strong I'm choice for Thursday. Tomorrow. I'm in Scotland tomorrow, so that I would normally be having roast chicken on Friday. So we're having it on Thursday night instead. Oh, are you a creature of habit? Yeah, I'm. A, I come from a Jewish background, so our Friday nights are like your Christmas lunches. So every Friday got, night. Yeah. It's a full works. Yeah, perfect. Love it. Love it. So it's, it's funny you say that they're different, they're different people and, and they would respond differently. So um, today I'm in, I'm in a client site at the minute and I've delivered um, a course that I've got called um, Myth, which is Mindset, You, Trust and Habits. And at the start of that, I ask people to um, – so I don't want to – What's myth? It's, 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 well, it's called the myth of change, ultimately. So it's mindset, you, trust, and habits. Okay. Because, and so mindset is about really no, understanding know and knowing, you, I'm, knowing I'm yourself. Clever and, after knowing yeah. that, means, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wrote a book on mindset, so I can't yeah. understand. I, and I really, I really don't know why I started to, uh, to explain that then either. I just went into <laughs> delivery mode. Um, so and at the start of that, I go, I'm not going to. I'm not going to put on a slide why you're here. I'm going to try to show you why you're here. And I go, okay, I want ask everybody time to out, stand time up. Time out. Time out. Okay. Oh, yeah. The problem is the elephants and lions are pissed off now because they don't know why they're here. Okay? Yes. So the monkeys are going to love it because they're not listening anyway and you're asking them to stand yeah. up and do something. But you've yeah. deliberately upset 50% of the audience. Oh, yeah. It's a really good point. Really good I, point, actually. I know. That's why I'm the expert and you're not. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Um, and, you need and I to keep come to my event on June the 18th where we show speakers how to be more professional as a speaker, not how to do presentation skills. Because the mistake you just made is what most speakers do is they, 
but your program is designed for you. Your program is yes. designed for your, for your animals. And yes. most speakers do this mistake. They've learned a method that kind of works. And, it's, and it, don't get me wrong, the myth uh, mnemonic is great, by the way, but you've just pissed off half the audience. Elephants hate standing up. Elephants hate yeah. not having an agenda. And lions think they're cleverer than you. Yeah, no, I, I like this. So um, this is like personal so, one-to-one coaching, really, isn't it? We've left it the is, podcast yeah, behind. We're just doing. We have indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lie down in a minute and just uh, and and, le- and let you talk. Um, so if I just just carry on just for a minute, can I just say can I say what I ask them to do second and then third? Is that, yep. is that okay? Yeah. Okay, so so they, they've all stood up and they're, all, they're looking around and looking a bit nervously. So yeah, I I really like this um, because because it's 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 monkey like. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then I ask them, I ask them to raise the right arm and then they start looking around and going, what's this bald guy doing? Why is he asking me to do this? And then I say, after three, I want you to go, ah, as loud as you can. One, two, three, right? So then some people will go, ah, some people will mime it. Some people will just look around the room and some people will wait until the first person has gone and then gone and then go themselves. So... That exercise, is that my way of – because then, then what I say, I go, well, change is different for every person, and we've got to um, – change is different for everybody, and people respond differently to it. Some of you might have felt really uncomfortable standing up. Some of you might have felt less comfortable uh, standing up than they did raising their hand, and some people, uh, the majority of the room, then don't like going, ah, but some people do, and some people go first. So is that my way of kind of differentiating the animals, in, or, or am I talking yeah, nonsense? It, it, no, it, it's quite clever, except you've annoyed them, okay? Yeah. Because the elephants and lions don't want to be, they, they don't trust you yet, you see? So if Even with this face? Well, definitely with that face, because you're covering half your face up. <laughs> if you went upside down, it might be better, okay? <laughs> but seriously, you can't ask an audience sometimes to do something if they don't feel trustworthy. Yeah. And you're asking them to expose themselves, be vulnerable, where 50% of the audience don't know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so okay, it, works, it works for you, and that's part of the problem about zookeeping, that as a monkey, it works for you. Yeah. But if I was coaching you one-on-one, which I do a lot of coaching with speakers, I would tell you you've just upset 50% of the audience. And if there was a conference organizer at the corner of the room watching it, you may be surprised they don't like that beginning. Now, that's just me telling you what I think. It doesn't mean I'm yeah. right. So how could I overcome that? What could I do to be more inclusive of the, the rest of the animals? I'd I, I put a question up on the flip chart or on the screen so they can look at it and either write something down and pass it to the colleague or later on in the morning, later on, come up with the answer. But when you rush an elephant and you make a lion look stupid by shouting out something, you're absolutely yeah. turn them off. Yeah. And you're lying yeah. to the people who might rebook you. They're the ones with the budget. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I, want, I want to expose that, and I want to expose that change is different, but maybe the, 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 mean, the way that I go about it, I need to be a little I, bit more I, flexible with I think we have, need to have a chat offline on what we need to <laughs> do to change your presentation. Otherwise, the whole yeah. of this podcast will just be about you and your, your <laughs> how we turn your business around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, that's a, valid, that's a valid point. So how does somebody become a keynote speaker? How does somebody go about that? Well, so there are three things about being a keynote speaker that's really key. Are you being a keynote speaker because you want to be on stage and do therapy, or do you want to be a keynote speaker and share some of your truths that will enable the audience to do something different? See, uh, there are a lot of speakers that just share their personal story, and they might be great stories, but I could have read the book or I could have seen the video or film. So what are you trying to share with that message? What do you want them to do with that message? Or are you just giving them information? And in today's world, if you're just giving them information, you could do a webinar. You could do a virtual presentation. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess if I'm just being selfish, like I've done for the first half an hour of this conversation, um, if if it was for for me, because um, I'm I'm looking to start to do this, it is to share a message um, 
and and to get some some key lessons out there. So at the end of the course I've delivered today, I deliver the message um, that, that I want to share with everybody for them to take action. And I, uh, I've got the, that Socrates quote, I can't teach you anything, but I can make you think. And that's what I want them to do, is I want people to just think a little bit different so they take action following it. That's what I, that, that, for me, that's what I'd like to, to do. Okay, so, what you may want to add is some business examples that you've used with other businesses and share with them how they applied it and what you could do, what they could do to have the same type of success. Yeah, okay. So okay. that would then impress your lions and elephants that there's some structure and background to your stuff. So when I say to yeah. people, you know, I've been around for 20 years, I've worked with 2 million people, I've won most of the awards for speaking, that means the lions now know I've got some experience. The elephants yeah. consider I've written some books, they've got a website, They've got a LinkedIn following of 12,000 plus or whatever it might be. The monkeys want to have some fun with it. And the dolphins want to know that I care about them and I'm not trying to make them look silly. Yeah. yeah. When you when you walk around on, an, on a day, are you picturing that everybody you meet, are you putting them to one of those four animals? No, because I can't be bothered. I only do it <laughs> when I need to. Right, okay. Okay. So, I'll um, give an example. If I'm at an airport and I want to upgrade yeah. my ticket, yeah. when I ask the first question to the uh, staff at British Airways, for example, their response will tell me what animal they are. And if you listen really carefully, not through manipulation, but I will speak to them in a way where they will think I'm being very, very personable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. So it's situational when you do it to be able to understand and get the best um, Yeah, I don't want to be – I, mean, I, I have loads of dinner parties. I don't want to be sitting there through dinner, listening to every word and putting a label on their heads. It's very easy for me to do it because I listen very carefully to language. So when I wrote my first book called The Impact Code, everything was about creating and making an impact. And the letter C of impact was communication or comic relief, depending on where I wanted to go. Because sometimes I do a lot more lighter stuff on stage, or sometimes I'm doing quite a heavy program about communication and maybe even forgiveness, which I do a lot yeah. of work on. So there are times I'm much more serious than other times because that's what the audience needs. But yeah. there are times where I'm asked to do the It's a Zero Around here, my animal program, where they want to be labeled so the company can have a much easier communication program. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, a set number? So you said before when in uh, you, in your book, you've got a book, depends where you're from. Um, you book. have a joke, a book, yeah. You have a joke on the first page. Do you have a, you have a go-to set of jokes that you use on stage or is no. it like just fresh? Um, I, I have a number of stories that I always use, but I very much go from the gut and situational yeah. humour is much better. So, you know, yeah. I'll interact with the audience and they'll say something. And very often people say to me, you should be on stage. I need to play off an audience. Yeah. I don't do long monologue stories. There are other speakers. A good friend of mine, Jeff Ram, is a brilliant keynote speaker who has three or four stories in his keynote. And he is a great storyteller. I am not a great storyteller. Yeah. So you're playing to your strengths. And yeah. so what, what I've seen is I've, I've watched a few videos of yours. Uh, I've, I've seen a few videos of a number of different speakers and you are quite conversational with a uh, kind of um, audience partic uh, participation. Um, is that, is that difficult? Cause I've seen some and it's just PowerPoint slide, give the narrative and jobs are good. Un, but then yours is a little bit more in, uh, interactive. Is That's that because just because of, well, it's done oh, on, for three reasons. One, I get bored just talking. I, I like to yeah. interact with the audience because the more they can interact and think and play and share, the more they're involved. And by the end of the presentation, even the elephants will start playing. It just takes them much longer because they don't trust me for about 20 minutes. Yeah. And so once, I, you, understand, once you understand the different animal types, then as long as you give them examples and you can prove your point, so about yeah. three years ago, I was doing a speech and I said something like, Greg sell three million sausage rolls a day. And, and about okay. halfway through my presentation, and it was obvious an elephant, he went, I don't think that's right. I think, hmm. I think it's no more than about two million because they don't do more than about four million a week. Well, 
He'd spent about 30 minutes working this out, and he'd probably gone online to Greg's PLC website to work out the distribution. The problem is, if you're going to share a fact, you better be right, because there's going to be elephants in your audience. If they disbelieve you because you bullshit them, they won't trust you anymore. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, oh. so very often the likes of you and I will use, uh, you know, about 30 million people every day get knocked over. Well, it's probably not true. It sounds like a great number. But there'll be yeah. two elephants all in the room going, that that's half the population. That can't be yeah. right. But we, yeah. we over-exaggerate to embellish a story. And that's yes. one of the problems that we have in business, that there's a group of people that want to know that it was 16,103 people who were involved in a road traffic accident yesterday. Yeah. yeah. There'll be someone listening to this who's going to go online now to find if that number's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. <laughs> so on the, end, on the 18th of June, when you've got your session um, with uh, Mr. Ram, what? Yeah. Um, so did you pick him because his surname's an animal? Uh, strange enough, we Rams one of the animals in our zoo, and Rams are belligerent. They're male. They don't want to play. They only have one role virtually in life, and they're the old school. And so Jeff always laughs when I said, "We even <laughs> gave you. You're even in my book." Now the 18th yeah. of June is about supercharging a speaker's career, because if you really want to be a professional speaker, you've got to know what being a professional speaker is about. You need to know how to get booked. You need to know how to get rebooked. You need to know how to sell products. You need to know what products to have. And we've got two speaking bureaus who are going to be in who are going to be in the room on the day. Who are going to give okay. advice as well. So, what what's your top two tips for somebody that wanted to supercharge their speaking career? Are you ready for this? You need to have what uh, I call a martini speech. What does that mean? Do you remember the advert for martini? Or are you too young for this? Uh, I think I think my mum and dad have told me about it, but it's... Uh, yeah. Anytime, any place, anywhere. So you need to have a 40-minute keynote you can deliver any place, anytime, anywhere. So I could deliver yeah. my whole 40-minute keynote right now, sitting on my couch, and it would yeah. be phenomenal. But then the second thing you've got to do to be really phenomenal as a speaker is you've got to be phenomenal at marketing. All right. So what is what is marketing for a speaker? Getting out there, knowing how to sell your stuff, sell yourself, get your one sheet organized, make sure that you're known. I'm yeah. sure you may have done a brilliant speech in your shower. Okay. So funny you said say that. Okay. I have. I, I've, I've. So in fact, I've, I've, I've recorded videos in the shower and the bath and posted them on LinkedIn as well. Um, I'm is that a good worried thing? about that, but that's okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, in fact, just to digress slightly, um, in a couple of weeks' time, so in my office, we've we've ordered a bath um, for the office, and we've got a green screen in, in the office, and uh, every week, I'm going to, do you know, like TED Talks? Yeah. Um, um, well, I'm going to have two. Well, i got to join you in the bath, have I? Ah, yeah, potentially, yeah. You've got that opportunity if you want. Um, uh, yeah, in fact, you, you can be the first person in the bath. It's going to be called Tub Talks. Yeah, very clever. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, um, back, back, back to you. <laughs> so the point is, if you're brilliant but no one knows it, you're not brilliant. Yeah. And if you've yeah. got a book that's doing really well in your garage, your garage doesn't need any more self-esteem. You need yes. to publish, you need to write, you need to put yourself out there. So after 20 years, and I was seriously ill three years ago, and I was speaking 160 times a year. I'm now only speaking 100 times a year, okay? Which is still more yes. than most people. But what I'm saying yeah. is, is that if you're brilliant, you should be getting rebooked. And if you're yes. not being rebooked, you're not brilliant. 40% yeah. of all of my work is rebookings now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Good. Very good. No, good but stuff. What I'm saying um, is, is that if, you're, if you think you're that good and you leave a room and no one rebooks you or no one recommends you, you weren't that great. You're not that good. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, that's feedback in itself, isn't it? Completely so feedback in itself. I'll give you a new word. It's feed forward. Feed forward? Yeah, nobody wants feedback. We can't cope with feedback. Oh, so go on. What's your definition of feed forward? I'm going to make you better in the future. Oh, I like that. I, I, give I like example. that. How old are your kids? Um, six and four. Okay. <laughs> you say to your six-year-old, I've got some feedback, and the first thing yeah. they'll do is, Daddy, what did I do wrong? Okay? Okay. Then you get to yeah. 25, 
and your boss says, come to my office, I've got a bit of feedback for you, I promise you they're not going to say, oh, I'm so excited, a one-to-one with my boss. Yeah. No, I like that. I really like that. So it's about that, how is... do I support you in the future to make you even better than you are? So I'm assuming you're good. I assume your two kids are lovely kids. If I want to make them a better version of themselves, I want to give them feet forward. So when grandma or grandpa come for dinner, get up from the table, go and give them a kiss and listen to their old age stories. Okay? Yeah. That's feed forward. Feedback is, last week when grandma came over, you were very naughty. Well, they they can't change what they did. Yeah. They can't change what they did next week. Yes, I really like that. No, it's really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start to use that. Is that, is that your phrase? Is that your yes, word? Yes, you, you can plagiarize it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I might, I might just do that. Have... Both of my stuff to plagiarize <laughs> it with, with pleasure. <laughs> so this podcast is called Business Problem Solved. What do you think the number one business problem is? Okay, so there are two, in my humble opinion. One is okay. that we don't, we don't listen to our clients. We think we know the answer before they've really shared the, 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 the question. So halfway yeah. through, them say, I've got a few problems with, we start giving them answers. We haven't listened properly. And the second one, which is the biggest thing that I teach, is we're not in the room fully present listening. Now, you all know this as a husband, if you're still married, okay? But occasionally your wife will ask you a question and you didn't really listen because you weren't really focused. And some yeah. of the biggest arguments you will have at home is that you're not in the room. Yes. You know, yeah, this is really quite spooky. Well, I was listening to your conversation last night at home with the wife. So, you know, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you, know, I, you know a lot about me. Yeah. So what I want, well, because that's what most people's problems are. That, you know, as I said to you, right now while we're doing this podcast, I promise you, you're the only person who matters. At four o'clock, I've got two other phone calls, and they will be the most important people in my life. And then at six o'clock, one of my kids will come home and they were the most important person in my life. And then my dog comes back from the dog uh, walker at seven o'clock. And believe me, the most important person in my life in the whole wide world will be Alfie, my dog. Me focusing on my dog right now is an absolute waste of time. Yeah. But do you know how many business people are focusing on the last customer or the next customer instead of the customer they're in front of? Whether it's online, on the phone, or face-to-face. Yeah, probably I most am of them. your most important person in the world right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, are. You see, you're smiling as you say it, but that needs to be your truth. No, no, but that is that. Is, and the reason why I'm smiling is because that is my truth. So, yeah. um, but if everyone it, who's listening to this really understood that for the next 21 days, wherever they are, they need to be there, their life yeah. would change. And when they're at home, be at home. And when you're in business, be in business. And when you're in the car, be in the car. And when you're on the golf course, be on the golf course. But most yes. people who play golf are worried about what time they're going to get home and what story they're going to tell their wife. Then they're thinking about the last ball, the next ball, how they look as they're playing golf. Then they readjust their trousers, throw the ball up in the air because of sand, sorry, because of wind. We don't yeah. play that well. Just hit the ball, have fun, and then walk. Yes. Yeah. But golf and takes so five re- hours because we messed about. Yeah, completely. The reason why I was smiling is because I re- uh, there was a pod- podcast I recorded in my pants in a hotel room a few weeks ago that was um, called Past, Present and Future. And it was my reflections. So over Christmas, um, for New Year, well, for New Year, um, I took, took the family to Euro Disney. And that was the time when I, I used my phone um, the least amount of time. I didn't really speak to anybody outside of, of Euro Disney. And I was like, and I, it was an amazing holiday. The kids enjoyed themselves even more. Well, um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Um, but, if you asked her, yeah. out of 10, what was the quality of the relationship like when you're on that holiday, it would have been a 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, because of presence. Yeah, because you were, okay, are you ready for the big line here? Kids want Go presents on. more than presents. Yes, yes, yeah. You see, you could have bought the kids Euro Disney tickets and being on your phone, and every time they came back from a ride, if you are on your phone, the disappointment in their fa- on their faces would have been enormous. And in your mind, yeah. it'd be like, "Well, I bought you the I bought you tickets for Disney. That should be acceptable." They prefer to be going to Centre Park in Nottingham, and you be going on the water rides with them. Yeah, 
Yeah. So when when you say that this is something that you support people um, or organisations with, and it's your number two problem um, or number one problem, depending on the order of the two that you've given, how do you help people overcome that problem? By showing them the damage by not being present causes. Okay. So how how can somebody understand that? How can they see that? How can they how can they learn that for themselves that not being present is causing them problem? Well, I'll give you an example. Have you ever held your phone while you're talking to your wife or kids? Yes. And has your phone ever rung and you've looked at the number and thought, it, it, it's not really a convenient time right now, so you ignore the phone call but continue speaking to the kids? Yes. Do you know what I you've have. really said to your kids? You're very lucky that right at this moment in time, that call's not that important. Because if it had been yeah. important, I'd have taken the call. Yeah. Got you. But, and you're, now your client's also thinking the same thing. Yeah. And imagine your four-year-old said, Daddy, why don't you love me enough to speak to me, but you love your customers more? How would you feel? Oh, wow. Yeah. They're broken. But that's the Broke. story. That's the truth. Yeah. You love your customers more than your kids. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. And now you feel gutted and now you're annoyed with me because I've just shown, shown the truth. Yeah. Now the reverse thing happens. You're with your clients and your wife calls you. What do you do? Be honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, do you, you um, know the answer? Yeah. Yeah. So what does your wife now think when you say she's the most important person in your life? It's not true. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely. Completely. So I'm just yeah, no, you're, 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 don't hold your phone when you're having a conversation with somebody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. that fear of missing out. We're so scared what's going to happen that I need to have my phone on just in case the president calls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then just tell your kids, you don't matter that much. This is what I want to say to your kids tonight. You don't matter that much. And so I'll have my phone on with my hand. If you say that message to your kids in advance, then hold your phone. Yeah. I'll put money on you won't say it. No, 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 you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, really good that. Really good. I know, that's, I'm, uh, good at this. I'm good at this, you see. Yeah. Um, would, you, would you say modest? No, I'm very, not... very modest. Yeah. <laughs> no, you see, what I'm really trying to say to you is I'm not asking to be liked with this. I'm just telling you the truth that yes. you hold your phone because we come from a place of scarcity and not abundance. When yeah. you went to Euro Disney, you chose that your kids and wife are the most important people. Yeah. And the results were you had a great holiday. Your wife probably loved you. Who knows what happened that night? And the kids were really excited. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, completely valid. Completely valid. What's the worst advice you've ever been given? Oh, blimey. Um, I, I, ask me another question. I'll think about that one. I don't know the answer to that. Um, What's orange and sounds like a parrot? Oh, my God, this is too deep. I don't know what. A carrot. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't give up your day job. Okay. Yeah. The worst bit of advice is that you can multitask. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't believe you can multitask. I think no, you do not... a really good job for 10 minutes. Stop. Do something else. Go back to it. I'm the worst, I'm the worst at multitasking. Right, okay. Because that contradicts your being present as well, doesn't it? So, because you're always thinking about the other task. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm, saying, I do a, I'm doing this for an hour, which is the longest I've ever done in one go. And then at four o'clock, I will do something else. The idea, the yeah. reason I've come into my lounge is that my computer's in my other room. And if I got bored through this conversation, I'd be playing Solidaire or, or Tetris on the computer. And I've yeah. done that before, trust me. So, yeah. you need to be okay, very well, blessed here. No, I do. I do feel. I do feel very grateful. You started by saying you wanted to kiss my bald head, um, as well. So I, honestly, I feel very loved. So thank you. you should, um, you be. Yeah. <laughs> so what is what's next for you? What's next for you, Nigel? So you said you, you've got your uh, your dinner, your kids uh, coming tonight for your dinner, and you've got your going up to Scotland, and you've got your thing on the eighteenth of June. What's what's next for you? Other than that. Oh no, I'm, I'm I've got I'm on the road. 
for most of March. I'm in the States for most of April and I'm yeah. busy in Europe. I'm still, I still got conferences going on around the world and I'll still do them. And then I'm in, yeah. in the States for most of August. Um, I'm speaking in the States. I speak most of the world. So I'm just, and I might write another book next year. I won't write again this year. I'm, I've, I'm all written out now. Yeah. So what, what would the, do you know the topic of that, what that next book would be or would that? It'll be the impact code at work. So I wrote my big book is the impact code, which is how to yeah. create impact in, in your, in your, in your, in your own life. But we'll write a book called the impact code at work. So how to create massive impact in the workplace. Gotcha. Gotcha. So talking about impact and uh, being on stage, do you finish? How how do you finish um, an, um, uh, a, a keynote speech? Is it on a high? Is it on a low? Is it what? How do you finish? Sometimes, sometimes with a self-deprecating joke. Sometimes with something quite spiritual, and sometimes with a phrase which I'm going to not tell you the answer to. But I sometimes say the best way to succeed in life is to drink, steal, swear, and lie. Okay. Now, now you're going to be thinking about that for the next 20 minutes. And I then explain yes. what four elements are. So you need to drink from the fountains of knowledge that are constantly flowing into our books and libraries. You need to steal a little time each and every day to do something for someone else, even when you won't know you won't get the credit. You need to swear to make this the best day of your life because it's not a dress rehearsal for the rest of your life. And when you lie down in bed, thank God you've got dreams and you can make them possible. Wow. Yeah, perfect. I love that. I love that. And I don't think there's any more perfect way to finish this conversation, actually, than, than, the, than the way that you've just finished then. So if people do want to, um, to, to know more about you, it's, just, it's nigelrisner.com. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the books they can get via the website. And yeah. did you say Amazon? Is it, are they available no, just on, on the website? website? It's easier to get it from my website. Yeah. Yeah. And on the website, you said, what's on the, what else is on the website? The, um, um, the There's all the different books details of the training we're doing on the 18th of june and yeah. you go to amazon buy books and there's a, a a free animal quiz to find out which animal you are yeah amazing amazing um i was going to do that straight after this i'm not going to do that now because you've uh, you've told me exactly who i am and uh, <laughs> i've got a lot of re lot of reflecting to do now so no thank thank you very much but seriously though thanks very much for your time this afternoon pleasure. it's been an absolute pleasure talking to and you your, good luck with everything <laughs> Oh, oh, I don't think I've ever blushed on a podcast. Uh, but so, so thank you very much. But have a, have a safe trip to Scotland. Uh, enjoy your dinner tonight. And, uh, and uh, thank you very much, Nigel. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the Business Problem Solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.